sure. Yeah. So like, um, I, I, us being friends for a few years now and the conversations that we've had together, like, you know, that I have like, like, I think about these ubiquitous questions semi-commonly and like mm-hmm. in deep ways. Um, I, some of it is because of my major, but also I think it's just to, to think about things that are so around you and so important, I think is important for people to sit back and do at least once in a while. Um, so I have thought about this question a lot. So I, and I think would love is um, in, in, in the simplest terms. And then I will, I will continue to describe it as that it's just like relentless selflessness. Mm. I think that's, I think that's really what love is. And I think um, love exists between entities um and i think it's it's very natural that way I, th- I think a lot of people have some misunderstandings about love that suggest that like it's it is hard to fall in love and i think it's the exact opposite i think it so naturally comes to humans that it's hard not to yeah and and i and i think that's i think that's what people's fears are and i think it's warranted like man love is such a strong thing yeah. and i find myself doing it all the time mm. and it but yeah because it's it's very hard not to yeah. love things and people sometimes. Wow. Um, yes, that's that's my start. Do you, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I think with you saying so, it's hard not to. So do you think love is always a positive thing? Like I've heard people say like, oh, if it didn't end well, or if it was bad, like then it was never love. Like, would right. you agree with that sentiment? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, like most when when i was when i was in the in the weeds of my philosophy major a lot of like philosophical questions are like is the world this way or is it not and then typically the answer is it's both um and so i think love is no different people will say is love bliss or is it pain and i'm like it's both love at its very core is a very strong thing and it has tendencies to take you way up and way down Yeah. yeah and i don't think either of those things are like oh this doesn't feel like love i just i like love sometimes feels really fucking bad yeah. 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 And it's just like, and sometimes it also feels really good. So I think people have this mantra that they're hurt by loving someone and they think, oh, love is pain. And it's just like, perhaps your definition of love is just colored by the negative things. But like, I don't think anybody's loved somebody and it has been entirely misery the entire time. Right. Otherwise, I don't think that's love. If it is entirely misery the entire time, I don't think that's love. I just think that's misery. Right, because it's also kind of like, well, you had to fall in love with them at some point. Right, you didn't. You didn't fall in love because they treated you like garbage the whole time. That's that's ridiculous. Exactly. That, if that's the case, we have a bigger problem on our hands. Way bigger. Way bigger. Yeah. yeah. I, I I love that. I love that. Wow. This is why I wanted to interview you. I feel like these answers, like, they're giving me what I need. So like, <laughs> Good. In one of the poems in the book, um, I'm kind of walking through um what my perception of love is and at one point it's just like okay maybe love is a little toxic and thinking with that is that like kind of like you said it's just a really strong emotion where like i think once you fall in love with someone things do get a little toxic because you kind of like in some ways i think you kind of like lose sense of self the first time you fall in love because it's like the first time that you're like there is another human being like we don't constant like we're not consciously thinking like oh this is another person they have their own world and everything but like you kind of become immersed in this other person sure and it's like it's not even i just i just feel like it has to be in some ways like it has to be a little bit toxic because even that idea of like unconditional love to me once you have unconditional love for someone right all hell breaks loose. Yeah, no, I think, and I think that's why why I initially defined it as relentless selflessness is the relentless part is because you 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 find yourself being selfless in ways that actually hurt you. Yeah. Because you love somebody else, and yeah. and like, I think that that's that's the part I think of humankind that makes us so like separate from animals is that typically animals do things to survive, whereas humans will do things actually distinctly against our survival for other people. Mm. Um, and I think that thing is love. Like wow. sometimes loving people is not actually conducive to us living prosperously. And yet we find ourselves not only doing it anyway, but being compelled to do it. You know what wow. I mean? Yeah, that is. <laughs> wow. I'm in awe. I'm in awe. That's, that's so crazy to think about that other animals, they do everything for their survival. And as humans, we 
often do things that are detrimental to it. Right. The opposite. Yeah. Like, be, like out of love, like, let's say like you, you have a child and that child is like drowning and you know, you're not a good swimmer. Not only would you jump and try to in, in that water and try to save that child, if you were successful in some way and you got out, people would be like, I would have done that too. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, people would be like, bro, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's like that you, you pro it's probable that you would have died. Like nature would be like, what, what's up with you? Yeah. And it's also where? like, if there's things that we're often putting ourselves in situations that we know we can't win. Right. Because of, like you said, love and wanting to do things for that other person. Because I know I've been in situations before where, like, I didn't have it. And right. I still yeah. gave it to somebody else because I was like, I care for them. For I don't sure. want them to be without, so I'm forcing myself to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do that repeatedly, and then you start to resent that person. Because yeah. now oh. it's like, they're letting me be without. I'm giving them the clothes off my back. And sometimes it's like, well, they didn't ask. Yeah, and also I needed those clothes. Yeah. Like, badly. Yeah. Very badly, yeah. So, interesting. So what do you think, like, do you, what do you think, like, you've learned about love from maybe, like, previous relationships to now? Because, like, we've known each other for a long time since basically beginning of college. Like, you're actually, right. you're freshman year. Yeah, so beginning of the yes. college experience. Like, do you feel like your impression of love change because of your college experiences because of classes a, like a plethora of things like what do you think i think it's probably a lot of things like um i've got i don't have like very many friends and i thinking about it the reason i don't have very many friends is because i tend to love my friends and my well only runs so deep mm -hmm. uh, and so like it's i i i tend not to enjoy partaking in long-term trips and all of my friends I love in a way that like, if they asked me to do something that was things I didn't want to do, like things like, like I would prudently do them. Like if they're like, hey, pick me up from somewhere and it was 2 a.m. and I was sleeping, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I wouldn't think about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think when it comes to romances and, and just to preface this, I actually don't think there's much of a difference. I don't think there are types of love. Yeah. I think there's love and then there's not love. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you. I was telling someone this the other day, actually. Okay. And they were like, yeah, but you don't love your partner the same way that you love your parents. And I was like, I disagree. I do. I actually do. Yes, I'm so, so happy, especially you. I'm so happy that someone understands that because I feel like once you get to that point of love, and I was explaining to them that in my past relationship, it became a familial love after a sense. And I always say familiar because yeah. at the time I thought there was some type of difference. Right. And it was like, oh, I love you like I love my family because it's unconditional. Yes. yes. Like one, I, once I think you really love someone, it's the same because I'm the type of person where like once I really fuck with a friend, your family. Right. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent. I, I don't I don't think there is because I was sometimes I'll find myself saying like, oh, like romantic love just because the person I'm talking to, I assume they're thinking that there are types of love. But I, I don't actually. Yeah. Subscribe. I think you love someone or you don't. Um, and. Anyway, I think, but, but I think love can be painted for a lot of people more clearly in romantic relationships yeah. than in their familiar relationships. I'm going to talk about romance. Um, and I think what I've learned um, from romance, because I've, I've been, I've been in, in a part of like some really terrible like relationships with other people. And I, okay, let me actually pause. Is it like, I, I, the songs I put on that playlist are like, huge for me and i might mention them i don't want to jump the gun in the interview if you plan on asking about them later though no no no. go ahead go ahead oh my god sorry go ahead um so like there's a uh there's a song by daniel caesar called we find love and i think it's one of the most like the most like heart-wrenching accurate portrayals of love that i think exists and i think it's on the course um um and he just talks about finding love and then the love doesn't go the way you want it to. And then after that, it is such a blow to you that you give up. Um, and the thing is about the song is that it's in this very beautiful, slow melody. And you think it's going to be a conventional love song because he talks about finding love and the song's called We Find Love. And you're like, great. Right. And then the last part of the chorus, and also it's how the song ends, is a gut punch. 
Yeah. And I think that like love is that way. And I think in, in some aspects of how I said love exists between two people and love is such an intense thing. And it doesn't necessarily like, I, I think love exists between two entities and I think love can exist between you and yourself. I think that's another way love can, can, can exist. And sometimes mm-hmm. those entities seem really dichotomously opposed. Right. Um, because sometimes it feels like you're really against yourself. So I still think that subscribes to the two elements thing. But sometimes when you so desperately want to somebody else and then they do not return it, it, it feels so bad that you want to just not do it again. Yeah. Um, and I think what I've learned is that it feels even worse to not want to do it again because I think it's just so unnatural. Yeah. And so I think my what I've learned a lot from love is to say like love is intense and sometimes it feels bad and yet that's still no excuse to not try it again. Yeah. That's so powerful and it reminds me to a conversation we had back in our college days. Yes. And we talked about the idea of people wanting to be alone and it just not being natural. It it comes from some place of trauma or or like disdain or something. It's it's never it never comes from a healthy place just feeling like you don't need anyone and i think as human beings we crave interaction we we crave i think being craved like we crave you know that type of feeling and connection and community and i know like myself like in the book there's at some points where i literally i'm like there's no way possible i can ever love again yeah. And it's just because, yeah. like you said, like when someone you love is not reciprocating it, it literally is like a physical blow. It, yes, it feels like death. Like it actually feels like it death. It feels like death. And it's so yeah. crazy because as someone that has experienced like tremendous grief, mm-hmm. it there's some type of... And that's why I like you saying that love is just love because then people try and tell you that this this type of hurt only allows for this much healing and grief yeah yeah. this type of love only allows for this much this and it's like it really just depends on the person you are the circumstances the relationship that you held that's going to dictate that because i think what's really interesting is that like to me love can only end in a sad way like there's no happy endings in love because you find someone you love them somebody has to die first yeah or you find someone you love them you guys grow apart like they can have beautiful endings yeah but that doesn't mean that they can't be sad and i think that like i've never like known a love because even like the people that i loved where we didn't have fallings out but we drifted away yeah that hurts when you go back and you see an instagram post or something of someone that you were so close to years ago whether it be a friend or a significant other and now they're strangers yeah but they're bad. still here they're not dead but you're like grieving someone that you see every day right yeah no it, yeah i agree so i think I, I think that's so powerful and just like yeah definitely what you said about that it it's better to love than to not like and to keep yeah. trying again always it's always better yeah because it just because to not do it is to go against whatever is inside of us that like loves in a way that i would suggest is like divine yeah. Like, I think there are very many creatures that can get up so many times. Yeah. I yeah. know. I, I truly think that because one of my friends, um, her significant other actually passed away. And we're young. So having to go through that at a young age, you obviously, in no yeah. way you think about it, can you prepare for that? No. And um, we, her and I often talk about, because we're both obviously not with people now. Yeah. But we often talk about how, like, we can only really talk about our experiences to other people that have felt that before. Because yeah, if you didn't feel that gut-wrenching divine love, yeah, it almost also, sounds crazy. And to have it be like ripped away from you too. Like it's yeah. such a pain that is unfathomable, even to those that have loved but not have lost like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like experiencing love and then losing it now that you've experienced it you're different you're changed and it's like life without it just is almost a little bit bland i I agree yeah yeah so so i guess another question would be because you're saying it's better to get up try again go for love again every time even if you fall like is that something that you feel like you do yourself or you just think it's like a philosophy that people should do 
Oh, no, I, I don't. The thing about me and the philosophies that I decide to openly follow is that I do not ask people to do things that I don't think that people can do. And I only know that people can do things because I do them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go on Google Chrome and I'm going to look up the look so I can give you verbatim lyrics. Of yeah, the, sure. I put on there my Blink-182, which I listened to a lot of Blink-182 when I was a kid. Um, uh, and that song is called Adam's Song. It's the first song I put on that list and unfortunately that the song adam's song is actually about the victim of a suicide mm. uh, and that the song came out in 1999 um and hold on i'm sorry parents knock on the door yes yeah what's up mm-hmm. yeah i'm 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 interviewing i'm doing an interview for a friend about her book that you call no you're good i'll talk to you after uh, i'm sorry you're good so i'm gonna go ahead and do that i'm gonna i'm not gonna the song's like four minutes, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I am gonna just sing you some, not sing, say some lyrics to you. Yeah, of course. And um, so the 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 pre-chorus, he says, "I never conquered, rarely came. Sixteen just held such better days. Days when I still felt alive. We couldn't wait to get outside." And then he says, "The world was wide, too late to try. The tour was over. We'd survived. I couldn't wait till I got home to pass the time in my room alone." And then at the end of the song there is this tonal shift um and the last pre-chorus um he says you know the the same thing i never conquered rarely came tomorrow he says tomorrow holds instead of tomorrow held when he's referring to him being 16. yeah he says tomorrow holds such better days and then he says days when i can still feel alive when i can't wait to get outside yeah and i think that tonal shift is the part of love in which we feel like there is no hope after we lose it. Yeah. And the thing that makes us get up is not the fact that we know that love is going to happen again. It's the fact that we think it could. It's the potentiality of it. Yeah. And I think that like this song is namely about suicidal ideation and depression. And I think similarly, like when, when, when people are not in the weeds of it and they're asking people who have very bad mental health and they thinking that it's as easy as getting better and they think that the goal of it is to not have it anymore is completely misguided right the goal to get better from things like intense emotions in this case like depressive things is not to live without them right it's to live with them actually right it's to be able to live aside them and the the trick is to just believe that there is a potential for something better the next day. Right. It's not to think that there actually will be. It's to think that, well, there could be. And that there is way better than thinking that there won't be ever again. Yeah. And so I think love, similarly, it's like, this feels really fucking bad and I'm going to have to take my time. But it could be out there again. And that's that's the only thing that I could ask myself and for others to do. And so I think what gets me up off my feet and, and trying new things again or trying other things again is one some introspection because if love exists between two things that means it takes two things to make it not work yeah um and also like just understanding that like it's it's not the fact that i know when it's going to happen it's the fact that it exists in such a natural way that it almost has to happen again Mm. wow i'm processing so then this may seem like an indirect question but so do you believe in soulmates wait can you define that term sure um well i'll say for context i don't believe in them so i don't know if i'll define it in the best way but that there's a person out there for us already set like i guess that idea of like fate like there's someone out there for each of us I find some discomfort in the lack of autonomy that is implicit in that, you know, because I feel like people change so much. Yeah. And I feel like it's typically up to us in the ways that we do change. Yeah. Like to have to to, to, for it to be true to like have a person that's set for you means that like you will eventually change into the person that will be good for that other person that we're talking about. And that just that just seems too like there's a a pre-made plan for you, which makes me extremely uncomfortable. So I don't subscribe to that. Yeah. Um, I just think that like you partake in good love when you have good love in you. 
Um, and if you do not know how to love, then you're not going to produce it for others. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I think the idea of like soulmates and having like a special person, like you said, like to me, it takes away your agency. Like I know in my past relationship, that was a conversation that we had and we were like, okay, well, like if it isn't working, we're just like probably like not meant to be or we're not soulmates. And like to me, it was just like way to shrug off responsibility. Like if things aren't working, if things aren't working, it's because of you and I and like we could choose like I think to me like one of the most powerful aspects of love is the fact that we get to choose oh 100% like even though I agreed with your sentiment at the beginning of that it's hard not to but like we still have the ability to you know like you said have that good love we have that ability to be able to be with the people that we do love like you have to choose every day because even if let's say there's a person out there for you like it's a choice every day I think of love as like a verb and it's something that you yep. do every single day to the people that you love. Like, you show up. And, like, don't get me wrong. I think you can love people and not, like, your actions not reflect that. So sure. maybe, maybe that's a question I have. Do you think that, like, you know, our generation is getting a lot of flack for cheating and not being loyal right. and just a lot of issues within relationships? Do you feel like you can love someone and still treat them poorly? Uh, I think that's a great question. And I just like all these questions i have answers for them and sometimes when people ask me these big questions and i have answers for them i'm like why do i spend so much time thinking about this shit mm-hmm. to have answers right. but i do um and so i said before that love exists between entities and it's not the fact that you cannot feel love for somebody and then your actions don't project it but i do not think love can exist between two entities if you're not giving those loving actions and i say that because the only way that the person that is the beloved can know is from those actions. Right. And they would have no reason to just assume it if they never saw it. Right. And so I think that the feeling, the emotion can exist. And I just don't think the entirety of love exists in the feeling alone. Right. Like, I think you have to do to love completely. And I think if you're just loving in sentiment, then it is almost like a hoax you're wow. not doing the entire thing. Yeah, I actually really love that sentiment of loving in its entirety because I don't think I've ever thought of it as like having, you know, different moving parts. And yeah. I feel like giving it different moving parts kind of encompasses, like you said, it's it in its entirety because you can have love for someone, but you're not actively loving them. You know yeah. what I mean? Um so it's like even when someone's treating you poorly like there's that cognitive dissonance in your head where it's like i know they love me but why are they doing this so i feel like i have to be okay with what they're doing because i have this thought in my head where it's like maybe both things can be true at one time like maybe they have that part of love for you but they don't have that other part of love and the healthiest love maybe is acknowledging and encompassing all those different parts of love i agree and i i think i mean i think honestly it's like let's let's go back until i was thinking about you know you uh, us as human beings being two entities and i think the way we can answer that question best is to like to give the example of our own mental space and whether or not we're showing love to ourselves if we spend a lot of time not doing it we ourselves are not convinced that we love ourselves Mm. and we are in our own heads at all times and so imagine somebody that's not in your head at all times right and you're not showing them love you're thinking to yourself there's no fucking way this person loves me yeah. So we can't even convince ourselves that we love ourselves if we don't give ourselves those loving actions. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So would you even so would you also say that the love that we have for ourselves is that's also the same as the love because we we did agree that love is just love. That's the same yeah. love as well too. Yeah, and I I think it 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 reflects itself similarly because there are some things that are good for us that do not feel good to do, mm. and to love ourselves is to do them anyway. There are some things that we do for ourselves that in the moment of doing them, like exercising, let's say, sometimes I just don't fucking want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm thinking to myself, like, but in the future, boy, am I going to feel fucking good after I'm done. But in the moment, I don't want to fucking do this. Yes. And then in the act of me doing it anyway yeah. is an act of me loving myself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I definitely, I feel like that definitely encompasses what we're saying, that they're all the same, because it's like, even you have to have a relationship with yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You have to be able to evaluate that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think, and and the thing is about love, 
in its in in its arguable simplicity, it is still it's it's still so intense. Like I think love as a thing is simple because it is natural and just happens. But at the same time, it is just sometimes it is an endurance test. I think a lot of the times it is, and yeah. it's just like, do I have to keep doing this? And then if you stop, you're like, oh wait, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Wow. So, okay, last question. Yeah, sure. This has been amazing. <laughs> this is literally awesome. We're gonna have to do a part two for sure. Okay. Yeah. I can um, do I think what would you want people to know about love? Like, if you were able to sit the whole world down. Yeah. And give them a lesson on love. Like, what what are your key points? What are you trying to hammer home? Sure. Yeah. I think one of the important things. There's a thing that exists in defining certain things. It happens in philosophy a lot because you deal with a lot of really big ideas, and it's called a negative definition. And it's when we don't know how to define something, so we define it by what it isn't. Mm. Um, and it's typically how people define like God. Like people really don't know the nature of God, so they'll be like, "Well, I know what the fuck God is not." Yeah. Um, wow. And so I think to for people to understand how love should work in people's lives, they should understand how love shouldn't feel. Mm. Like, you should not always feel like it is unreciprocated. Otherwise, you're not feeling something that is loving. Mm -hmm. And you should know to distance yourself from that. Like, I think people are caught up in the thing that, oh, love is hard, which means it should hurt all the time. No, it shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't hurt all the time. And if it's always hurting, then it doesn't sound like love to me. Mm. Um. So I think that's really important. Two, we were talking um, about just the, I, I think also there's some steps, not in the sense that there's some steps to love, but there are steps to things that you should love first before you even consider partaking in a loving relationship with other human beings. Right. And I think you would have to know how to do it in yourself mm. before you would go and try to do it to others. Because it, it, listen, if you don't know how to treat yourself like you love yourself there is no reason that you should be able to help me do it to somebody else and right. i think the only thing that's going to happen is the double trauma at the very least wow like you're going to they're going to be traumatized and that's how that would have to end there's I, I have a bunch of points actually so you might be sitting here for a little bit um three i think there's this notion that exists and i heard that i heard this from this like love coach and i fucking hate love coaches but mm -hmm. Um, this one was great. This like statement that she made was great. Maybe I hate male love coaches because they are terrible. That's bad. Um, this was a woman. And maybe that's why she was making fucking sense. Right. Um, so, uh, she said that like people think that like in order to learn how to love that they have to be alone to do it. Mm. That's also not, that's not true. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people, what some people will do is that they'll separate themselves from things that actually feel like love because they don't think they're doing it right. Mm. And it's like, well, where, where are you getting your practice from? Right. You know, like if you know if you know how to love yourself, but you're having a hard time doing it for others. I'm not saying you have to drag your partner through the mud, but like there are ways that relationships can be repaired. Like when relationships start going downhill, it's not the time to give up. Yeah. Um, and it's through very good communication with them and yourself, and just being open. You can you can really make waves in your own relationship and improve it right. if you care to do so. Right. Um, I think that's another big one. Um, and honestly, like on that note, so I'm going to say like three A. It's like it's just communication entirely. Like communication is it's a, like the entirety of communication. You listening, um, you being able to compromise, you being able to understand that this person I'm talking to has a reason to feel the way that they do. Right. And taking that into account with your actions regarding them is like one of the most powerful like catalysts of love that exist. And I think without the ability to do that in a way that's not finger pointy, that's not, you know, shameful, is to work at being able to love somebody in a way that makes sense for sustainability. Right. Like there's just no fucking way that people can be bad at communicating and good at love no it's just mm. impossible um just because how do they know because it like while love is is, is 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 natural and there are, i think there are ways that people can love each other that is like everyone would love to be loved in that way yeah there are other ways that are specific from person to person that you need to find out right 
Um, and I think without that communication, you're going to end up doing things that you perhaps didn't intend to hurt them, but they actually did because they're not hurtful to the world, but they're hurtful to this person. Right. Um, and without that communication, you can't love them because I think a part of loving entities is that you take the time to figure out how they like to be loved. It's like a part of that. Like, oh, like, how do you, what, what do you like? What right. don't you like? What would you prefer me to do? And what, what would you prefer me to not do? And I think most of relationships should be just that alone. Right. Um, I think that that's yeah one of the most important parts of it. Why it is like a subsection of quit like number three. I don't know because I think that's one of the most important things. But um, I, I think I think that's it. Knowing how to love yourself, knowing what love is not, um, and how it should not feel over prolonged periods of time. Communication. Those are like the biggest for me. I think those are great. And I feel like, especially what you said about communication, that if you're not good at communicating, it's a very good chance that you're not good at loving. Because I feel like what most people desire, whether they say it or not, is to be understood. Yeah. And I feel like when you're talking to someone that isn't a good communicator, it seems like everything you're saying is crazy. Yes. And because a lot of times I feel like when people aren't good at communicating, they're also not good at comprehending. No. Yeah, that's profound. So it's sure. like, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this is how it needs to be loved. This is how you're making me feel. And everything, excuse me, everything just feels like it's going in one ear, one out the other. And you start feeling crazy. Am I dragging it? Like, am I tripping? Like, what's going right. on? Yeah. And then you kind of have to sit back and say, what I want is okay. Like, yes. what I'm me yep. saying, what I'm saying is that me communicating is not the issue. Their lack of communication, their lack of comprehension. Yes. It is probably the issue. Yeah, and I think that I think what you what you said there, me wanting to be loved in this way makes sense and is okay, is a part of that self love aspect of it. Right. I don't think I don't think we're willing to make boundaries for ourselves if we're not willing to res- know that we have boundaries that we should have in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? And I think like if you can sit back and be like, you know, I don't think you're not listening to me because I'm crazy. I think you're not listening to me because you don't want to. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. I, I I don't I don't think I'm fucking crazy for not wanting you to call me names. Yeah. I talk, I'm crazy for that. Yeah. So, and it's it's kind of sounding like as well that you ha- really have to know yourself. Like something that I've been thinking about. I've been, I was in a couple relationships in college and I don't right. think it was until after I left college completely that I was like, okay, what makes you happy? Right. What, yeah. what don't you like? What makes you sad? What, what gives you, what makes you feel alive? What, what, what gets Danielle going? Mm. And I feel like without being able to answer those questions for yourself, it is really hard to be in a relationship because then you're looking for those answers in the other person. Yeah. Instead of just being like, this is who I am. This person compliments me, not completes me, but they compliment Uh, me in a sense that they can contribute to those things that I love. I can contribute to what they love. They don't contribute to the shit I don't like. And kind of like that. So, but I feel like if you don't know yourself, you can go get in a relationship with somebody you think is cool. Next thing you know, they're doing everything you hate. Right. But and you don't know you're just resenting them you just got this what's I can't stand this person but you like once loved them and it's like like you said you struggle to set boundaries you don't know yourself you don't know this is something I can't take or you know right yeah or something that you don't deserve I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding that like there are some things that you just don't deserve by virtue of existing yeah. like if you are alive there are some things that you just fucking don't deserve yeah to, um and like being feeling like because like, if it's true that love is so intrinsic to being a human being and you are being made to feel like the way you like to be loved is not the right way it, it is to diminish your humanity mm-hmm. and and you and and you don't as a human being deserve that wow. you don't and it's just like i think a lot of people have a hard time believing that there are some treatments that they undergo that they don't deserve and it's like and it's not and, and then they might ask what have I done to not deserve it? And it's like, you existed. You you didn't have to do anything to not deserve being treated like that. Wow. As soon as you came into be, you don't deserve to be treated like any less than a human being. As soon as, soon as that happens, you don't have to do shit. Yeah. I love that. We're definitely going to have to do a part two. Okay, yeah. I, I would that. love to do a part two. And I would love to do something where we maybe pick out a couple of poems from the book and kind of just like analyze, do you agree? Do you disagree? Thoughts, what ties into it? And I think really walk through the playlist as well. 
I wanted to do that here, but everything that you were saying about love, it was just gone. I just had, I was like, I got to keep asking questions. Yeah, Um, yeah, I understand that. But I think a part two would be great just because I feel like so many people would, you know, benefit from hearing these concepts um, and then being able to go in and implement it. I think one of the, the keys of the book, and I put this in the afterword, was that this... I think growing up, we're not really taught about love. We're taught, oh, we're all going to have it one day and it's just going to come one day and then we'll know what to do. But no one teaches us how to love each other. And I think that's why so many young relationships end so poorly is that we're not taught to love. We're taught to do a bunch of other stuff. We're not taught how to love. And then, like you said, we're not taught what isn't love and we're not taught, okay, now's the time to get out of it. Or when this happens or you feel this, you need to walk away from it because in my experience, like, I think there were so many places where I should have been like, oh, I need to walk away. I need to get out, yeah. I need to get out. This doesn't feel like love. And it's exemplifying the worst parts of me, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't always click because we're not taught about love. We're just taught about it in the sense that, like, there's a person out there for you. You're going to love them. And then you think, okay, if this is my soulmate, I can't fuck it up with them. Even though they're doing terrible things because I've never been convinced that they're my person, they're the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. I feel like yeah. I gotta put up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're because you're right. How we are introduced to love is that it's so inactive. Like we just stumble into it, and it's just like, like you are compelled to start loving people, but to think that the act of love is in, is inactive is ludicrous. Is yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. Like I think the emotion active. is innate, but everything that comes after that emotion, and even what comes before, that's active. That's that's a, yeah. Fluid. That's an effort. Yeah. Effort. Yeah, and I think like after you spend a lot of time doing it with you know similar entities like the same person or the same group of people, it gets a lot easier because you just fucking know it's it's practicing, yeah. right? It's the reason people practice sports so they don't think about it when they have to perform. Mm. And right. so like once you start putting in those hours, months, years, they, they it's like oh this is this is I, I don't have to think about this as much anymore. I just know I I know what you don't like. I know what you do like, and I can just. It's, it's it's fast, but that takes fucking time. Right. You have yeah. to learn it. Like you said, you have to learn yourself when you want to love yourself. You got to learn the partner as well. It's like everything yeah. in life is about just learning and evolving, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And you just thinking that anything good happens by you stumbling into it. Is What's interesting about that is that that's counterintuitive to the other things as the American populace we teach our children. Yeah. Like, we don't teach our children that we just stumble into success. But like when it comes to one of the most important successes that humans undergo, which is interpersonal success, we just teach them like, yeah, you just kind of walk into that. No, the yeah. fuck you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you actually don't just walk into it. Never. And, so, and the very weirdest part about happen. it is like financially, sometimes you actually do just walk into that depending on who you are. Yeah. But this love shit? No, actually no. Yeah. And it's the you one know? thing that truly spans everyone, no matter yeah. what your identity is socioeconomic religion race love is right. a factor your love is there you're loving somebody. we all have to deal with it no matter what and like they're yeah we teach them all these things that as if they're they're encompassing humanity and one thing that is we're not taking a lot of time and it's just like for what yeah and maybe that idea of even thinking like oh you just stumble into it is why people kind of get into things fast oh, is that they find somebody they're like you're cool oh we stumble to love what if i love this person right because i remember there there's somebody that was just real cool and i was like oh what if i love them and then i was like what let's dial it back a little bit what let's dial it back but it's just that idea of like you're just supposed to have it and it's immediate there's not work that goes into it you don't have to learn and get to know that person it just whoop-de-doos we we love each other i think right um and that you know and you said something really profound earlier and you said like humans power to choose and i think like with it, there, there's a nasty connotation with the word discriminate for obvious reasons but like that's one of humanity's biggest strengths if used in a healthy way is to discriminate yeah and like it, you, you you nailed it on the head when you said that like you if if there's someone that you like you you fuck with like there you don't necessarily have to sacrifice for them in a loving way if yeah. you feel like doing that would not it's, it's just not in the cards for you. It's just not beneficial for either of you to do that. Yeah. Because perhaps what they're asking for is incompatible with what you can give. Yeah. Um, which is, I feel like, typically what it is. Yeah. Like, sometimes people are really enjoyable, right? You might like spending time with them. But sometimes what they need in their lives at the moment that they're asking to be loved is just outside of the scope of the things that you can give at that point in your life. Right. And therefore, you shouldn't love them. Yeah. You shouldn't. It would be detrimental to you. And if it's detrimental to you, 
that that there it being a detriment to you as opposed to it just being painful because i don't think all painful things are detriments yeah it being a detriment to you is only going to make the love worse right and turning into something that's not love right exactly so like you just you should separate yourself and if you have a hard time separating it for the good of you it's for the good of them too right nope benefits from from like from perversions of love nobody benefits from right because it can't last long no it can't wow wow i have like fifty thousand more questions we're definitely this this is good i might have to do a series on you specifically (laughs) um yeah i'm like i'm really like i just feel like i have so many profound conversations with friends yeah that people would benefit from hearing oh, me talk to my absolutely. friends. Absolutely. Some of them, some of them would land us in prison. But some of them, some of them, it should be published. Some of them might save lives. Some of them might mess up ours. So, yeah, so, yeah. Some of them might save lives. Some of them might end them. Yes, exactly. But this I just, I think there are specific people in my life where I hear them talk and I'm like, a regular Dega conversation, I'm like, shit, that's profound. Um, <laughs> and I feel like the book was really to allow people to walk through my own journey with love and trying to understand what it was and it it talks about you know fatherly love love with a partner and with friends right and i feel like you know grief and love are very interesting because they get talked about a lot but they don't really get talked about okay in the sense that we we see in movies and television sadness and grief but we don't really talk about it we see love everywhere every movie has a love story in it but we don't really talk about it and i think it's because being the most to me the most profound and grief being a little bit more profound to uh, to love than me is that we don't have the words to articulate them and when we try to turn them into these concrete emotions it it minimizes them yeah so i feel like you know i want to keep unpacking those things but not in a way where it's so concentrated where you got to fit into one interview or one book right it's so profound that everything is a draft yeah and we're just adding on and adding on with both of those things and i feel like i want to keep discussing that yeah i agree i i I want to say before the interview ends like what you said about grief being more profound than love i think that's actually super true because with I think what humans have a really hard time understanding, we don't have a hard time understanding like things existing around us, but for things to stop, that shit is completely nuts. Yeah. To us. And also to have such an intimate connection with something that is not there any longer, at least in a physical entity, is just like staggeringly hard to understand. And the only thing that we can understand about it is that it hurts really bad. Yeah. That's, like, the, that's like some of the only things that we get is like, wow, that feels terrible. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where, wow, it hurts really bad. And usually this hurt is coming from a beautiful place. So I, I yeah. heard this interview where, I believe it was Andrew Garfield, where he said he doesn't ever want his grief to go away because it represents love with no place to go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a type, it seems like in a type of internal torture that is symbolic of the fact that, wow, I must have really given a fucking shit about this person. Yeah. I love that, like, that internal torture because it really is, in my experience, it's just the fact that, wow, I really, really, really loved. And and not only did you really love, like, I know what, like, you told me about the people that you have grieved. It's like, sometimes they really fucking pissed you off and did some fucked up things. Yeah. And, like, still, it's like, man, (laughs) I could not help but love you to such a degree that you not being there is actively making some part of my existence really fucking terrible without yeah just the very fact that you're not there not even just the fact that you know we're not in the same place right but that fact that you're just not there i can't call you i can't talk to you our story has ended right yeah what yeah and, that, and the thing is that tra- i think what's beautiful about it in that you know that sort of morbid way is that those you start finding out what transcends the terror because there, there are some actions that people do that one might suggest that oh that's when you stop loving them yeah and then if they were to stop existing the way you would feel after that suggests that like huh you know maybe those things weren't enough for me to stop yeah 
And maybe it's good that I didn't. Maybe it's good that they weren't enough for me to stop. I think yeah. some instances, maybe it's not the best, but if it's, if it's somebody that like inarguably provided you with love to, it's good that like that disdain you might've held for them when they did that fucked up thing, maybe it was really fucked up. That is nothing in comparison to how much I love you right now. Yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing in comparison. In fact, I, I just, it's not, it doesn't color that for me. Yeah. And it really is that idea of like, it's just your love trying to love and they got nowhere yeah. to put it. Yeah. And it's just like, but I want to put it here. And it's just like, okay, but they're not there anymore. It's like, well, fuck. Then I don't know where to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to cut it there. Cause I feel like we could go oh, deep into that one. And I want to yeah, make we, sure we, we what I want to do. The next one is maybe do this on teams or zoom so we could record it. Cause okay. I would love to do snippets. I have it, the audio recorded but I would love to actually do some snippets. Okay. Um, I I love this. So my brain was like going as we were talking, like, oh, hold on, hold yeah. on, let me do this, let me do this. So maybe we, we could do this again in a week or a couple weeks, whenever your schedule permits. Um, yeah. I would love to just interview you again in a little, not a more formal way, but cameras on, recording, so I get some videos. Um, um. And just go from there. Like, this was so profound. And I'm like, shit, this is such a good, like, starter. Um, it was good. Yeah. Dang, I missed this. I haven't seen you in forever. I haven't seen you in forever, too. Yeah, yeah, no. These, well, then we always used to have these conversations in the dorm. I, like, I don't know, like, I, I think, like, what's what's good about our, the, the friendships that took place in the dorm, like, me, Amir, D'Angelo, and you, is that we, all of us, have very different opinions on things. Um, and there are some things that, that like D'Angelo says, and I'm like, no, actually, that's I don't feel like that's true at all. And there are some things that Amir says where I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm sure they feel that way about me too. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's in, it's interesting because I feel like even now, like where I feel like we can agree on a lot of foundational things, like me and Amir were talking about how we think people are innately, or just like concepts of how we think humans are, and we crazy disagreed. Right, yeah. And I was like, how do you even think like this? But it's just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. But it's just like the foundational stuff is still there. But yeah. I think once it gets more nuanced, like it's almost impossible to really agree because it's so based on your own experiences and who you are as a person. I agree. Yeah. See, we could keep doing this. I can't. Um, <laughs> we could take the conversation anywhere. But it's yeah, true. I would definitely love to do this again. Um yeah. And then I'll do it. I'll I'll pull some of the poems up. I'll send them to you ahead of time. Okay. So we can kind of just like discuss like whatever. And like for me, it's like yeah, like for the book. But I just love the content. Like the book was just yeah. a way for me to flush out the content. If I could have oh, done no, another yeah, way, I would. You know. Listen, like to I think what's so fucking cool about your book is that like I think some people have a hard time understanding that like their place in the world typically is not just for themselves. And sometimes people have such beautiful brains that like not only should they think about having their brains some of their brains anyway some parts of their brains be public they should really do it and i think that like your experience can offer such good things for the world around you that like it would be dumb for you not to publish a book yeah because it's yeah. like i was traumatized you don't need to be too <laughs> right and it's like also like there are ways that you can get to the other side of this trauma not without the trauma on your coattails mm-hmm but living with the trauma in a way that sustainably makes sense. Yeah, and I, I love what you said earlier with like, it's not just getting over something, you just learn to walk with it. You're not getting rid it's of it. It's because it's not going the fuck away. That, now, not. people really like to understand that on the, like the, on the other side of depression, there's no depression. I'm like, no, no, that shit's staying with you until the day you fucking die. Right, it's depression to just getting up in the morning. Yeah, exactly. You just have to learn how to live with it in a way that is sustainable and makes sense. And yeah. that is a very reachable goal. Yeah. To live without, I feel like, you tell a person that is grieving to live without that grief, it makes even trying to get there, like, like no, no, I'm not going to even tr- make moves on that. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, like, it's going to be there. But, like, you can live with it in a way that's sustainable. I feel like you're more likely to be like, oh, that's something I can work towards. Because it makes sense. It's a thing that can exist. Yeah. Let's, I really like what you said there. Maybe, I, want, I like the concept for our next talk to be um, sustainable love. Okay, yeah. Um, and what I'm also thinking is possibly turning it into a podcast. Sure. Um, and just, like, having different people on. 
basically just having conversations with my friends is what yeah. I want to do. So I guess what a what, podcast that's is. That's what a lot of podcasts the fuck are at the end yeah. of the day. Um, but it just being centered around love because I honestly feel like a lot of the deep conversations that we have were just often centered around love. I agree. Um, whether we knew it or not, it was really just like centered around like, do we love ourselves? Do we love the people we're with? You know, just conversations like that. Um, but I'm going to transcribe this yes, and get some marketing materials ready and I'll, I, I'll send that over to you first. I just like to show people first, like someone's going to have their name on it. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, makes sense. So I'll send that to you, and then I'll probably begin posting like middle or end of next week because I really want everything to look nice, especially since you're the right. first person. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I'll send all that stuff to you, and then I'll send you kind of like a itinerary for the next talk. So it's a little going to be a little bit more structured. Okay. Um, but I like this kind of informal setting, just give an idea of you know what the other thinks, because then I think you can get a better idea of like questions like as you're yeah. talking i'm already thinking of like okay this would be a great question to ask to go here to go here sure. um, okay so yeah i just that yeah was- i want to thank you so much for letting me do this this was like you're like the first person that came to mind so i was like let me ask him good yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm glad it was really nice i think when when i when you said like oh, i want to talk to you about love i was like god i have so many things to fucking say about <laughs> you're like word i've been waiting yeah. for somebody to ask me about this one and also like I, I wouldn't have been excited about anybody asking me because i think like people come to certain things very adversarially. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, well, Daniel's going to listen to me. Yeah. And I do be listening listen, to you. She's going to fucking agree. Yeah. I do be listening to you. I do be listening to y'all. I do be listening to y'all. <laughs> I may not agree in the moment all the time, but I do be like, damn, they said some confound shit the next day. Right. Like, I'm like, they said some shit they actually thought about. And I, I like that. I yeah. Like that. I love yeah. that. How's the, how's, um, is he doing? It's great. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I think the next time we do a podcast, cause it, there were some things about, some things about love that like she has taught me i found myself fucking weeping the other day mm-hmm. um well i was i was i was there i was i was in her dorm and i was just laying there and she was touching like my ears so i really like to have my ears touched for whatever fucking reason mm-hmm. um and she was doing it for a really long time and i was like you don't have to do this yeah. you know like and she was like yeah what i want to and i was like you know i'm gonna get tired and she was like i mean it might and i was like so why are you doing it and she said because i love you and i was like Tears. Tears. 